Do I sound official there? That went above and beyond my expectations <laughs> for recommendations for this episode. Welcome to Training Room Talk, powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. Here we will discuss all things related to physical preparation, including rehab, performance, and education. Hey guys, welcome back to Training Room Talk powered by Precision Performance Physical Therapy. My name is Dr. Max LePage. I'm here with Dr. Troy Cuck. Howdy. And Dr. Nisha Meyer. Hello, hello. And we're going to talk about a topic that I honestly don't feel qualified to talk about because it is fashion in healthcare. Obviously, we're physical therapists, all three of us. Um, and we've been to graduate school in which it's often housed next to or within medical school. And so we're kind of in the healthcare field, obviously, but we're speaking more on behalf of physical therapy students and physical therapists um, in terms of the fashion that goes into what we do. And again, that's not something that I feel necessarily particularly qualified to speak on. And I this may offend you, but I think that Troy is probably in the same position as me in terms of qualifications. You are exactly correct. Okay. Um, but we do have one person in the room who has potentially some valuable insight in terms of this uh, topic. So we'll kind of just see where things go. So I'll start off by talking a little bit about my school background at Jefferson in Philly um, and what our dress code fashion style was in school and then we can I want to hear your insights on what your school made you wear or what people did just kind of generally wear um, so at Jefferson I think because it's a big university and this is probably true of any big medical schools um, they had a dress code for med students that was like shirt tie button-up shirt tie, like business casual, essentially. Uh, but business casual, borderline formal. Like some people would wear a sports coat or a jacket or whatever. Um, and the PT department didn't necessarily have a dress code, so people would pretty often just kind of like bum it within the lectures and just be kind of sweatpants, gym clothes type of stuff. Obviously, because you have to be exposing your midsection or exposing your legs fairly often for certain lab um, activities, but we didn't actually have a dress code with the exception of when guest speakers would come in. So we would have a guest speaker come in, the department would want us to look slightly more professional, I guess you could say, uh, for the guest speaker so that it gave a good impression. And then in that instance, we would upgrade from like sweatpants to jeans at the best. Um, and that was the extent of our dress code with the exception of practicals in which we would wear more general clinic attire, which for those of you who hadn't had PT before or have only had it in particularly casual or sports-oriented settings where they might be a little more casual, general PT attire for a male clinician is just like polo shirt, khaki pants, usually sneakers. Uh, so that's what we would wear for practicals. And then other than that, we we're pretty much bums unless we had a guest speaker. What was it like for you guys? So Troy went to Widener. And then Nisha went to the Temple. What were their guidelines over there? So at Widener, it was pretty similar. If it was just the classroom, every single person was wearing sweatpants, t-shirt, hoodie. You know, very comfortable because you're sitting in a chair all day long. Um, the only time we had to dress up, same as you, like polo, 
khakis was for practicals and if we had we didn't have to for guest lectures if they were just talking we could still bum it but if we had like a formal lab where other clinicians were coming in and helping us run through stuff then we would or if we had mock patients come in for a lab then we would look a little bit more professional for them but yeah other than that it was pretty lax yeah what about you yeah pretty much the same we didn't ever have to dress up fancy for any guest lectures that i can think of unless we had like a ceremony or something that was planned by the university um but pretty much we were always in sweatpants or what leggings for the girls um multiple layers because like you said max for lab depending on what you're working on you either have to work on the shoulder or kind of get in the upper back so we would have like many different like sweatshirts and all that laying around but yeah nothing nothing fancy at all in our profession (laughs) yeah so i will say before people continue on listening as a disclaimer these are our kind of opinions and experiences based on what we'd wear Um, certainly in the context of other people feeling comfortable and free to wear whatever they want within their own practice their own clinic Um, We all certainly encourage people to be at liberty to wear or not wear whatever they're comfortable with. So we're just kind of going based off of our setting, our preferences, and these are just generally our opinions. Um, And the reason I say that is because I'm not sure how much you guys have seen the uproar on social media. So right now it's October 2020. Uh, There was a paper that was published in a journal. I forget the journal name, but it was about a month ago. Um, it was either July or August or September 2020, and it was looking at professional and unprofessional behavior on social media in healthcare workers. And the, have you guys seen this? Mm-mm. So the paper was written very controversially and probably rightfully so by five or six male authors whose methodology was to sift through male and female, but obviously probably predominantly female social media within um, healthcare workers, so nurses, physicians, physical therapists, gynecologists, and look at uh, the degree or the prevalence of what they deemed inappropriate behavior. And under that umbrella was like wearing a bathing suit in in an Instagram post as a female provider, or I suppose being shirtless male. They, They had a very broad definition of what they regarded as being unprofessional. Um, Now, I know all of us in the room come from a sports performance fitness background in which I think I could speak for the community in saying that they generally are a little bit more accepting of more minimal clothing, um, comfortable attire, you know, shorter shorts, spandex things in the CrossFit world for females or males just being shirtless. so from my background, and I, I, you guys can speak on this from you, it's been something that I've been more comfortable with kind of the freedom of like, hey, wear whatever gets you the best in, in your workout. And so in terms of clinic attire, I tend to be less concerned about what I'm wearing and more concerned about what I'm doing and what I'm saying to patients rather than whether or not I'm wearing stretchy pants or not stretchy pants or fancy looking shoes or sneakers. Um, I think that when a patient establishes a certain rapport and trust in you, they don't care what you wear as long as you get them better. Um, 
What is your guys' thoughts on that paper? Obviously, you're speaking exclusively to my very brief synopsis of the controversial element of it. Um, and then how does that affect your thought process towards what you wear in the clinic and your decisions behind that? I think it's really interesting that all men on this paper decided to you know, define what's appropriate for men and women. I feel like it would be pretty beneficial to have a woman on there, but I I personally need to read it a little bit more to see kind of like what their criteria was. I think it's just in general, a fine line between, from a prof- professional standpoint of looking like you're doing your job, but also looking like you can do your job. So for me, I have a couple of things from a p- female's perspective. I always do a squat test in my clothing. Mm-hmm. Like I have to be able to squat. I have to make sure everything's like staying in, like no issues. And it's like, I look good in it. I don't look like I'm just gonna go to sleep, like no sweatpants. So for me, there's like this whole new brand. And I feel like cause COVID happened, everyone's getting athleisure. So it's like pretty much a mix of spandex slash like professional pants that's typically my go-to and then same thing for a woman when you're doing anything like manual work you have to be cognizant of like bending forward all these different things and how low your blouse will go so there's there's like a whole a whole thing you have to consider it's like not only the bottoms but the top because you just want to make sure everyone feels comfortable and that you're being like you're comfortable too with what you're wearing so I have a whole shirt test and squat test when I'm going shopping for PT clothes. Mm-hmm. I think that there are some clinicians out there who want to move the, they want to move the profession into a direction that would resemble more of a standard physician practice type mm-hmm. of shirt tie or for women the equivalent in terms of the level of formality with the clothing. What do you think about, you know, wearing the athleisure, wearing more athletic clothing versus going the direction of wearing more business type clothes. Yeah, I feel like I'm biased because it's not really my style. Like in general, like people would say, wear business casual from a PT's perspective. Does anyone know what business casual is? Like what what is that? What's your business? And what's the casual? Like it could be very different ends of the spectrum. But um, just because we work in this niche, I'm definitely always going to dress a little bit more on the athletic side. I think there's so many other things you can do to make sure you look like appropriate from just like from a woman's perspective is like putting your hair up or however it may be. There's other aspects that you can look a little bit more put together besides just what you're wearing. Troy. I kind of think you have to look and play the part, right? So if you are working with athletes, you should be wearing some kind of athletic wear, even if you are wearing a polo, maybe wearing some kind of stretchy athletic one. If you are wearing khakis, wearing some kind of stretchy athletic khakis, because like you said, we are deadlifting, squatting, doing RDLs all day long. So I think you need to do that. But if you're in another setting where maybe you are working with a lot more professional patients, like say you work with a ton of doctors and lawyers in the area and you are, everybody else is coming in in that, you know, shirt, khakis, dress shoes, then maybe you do wear that. So you kind of look that part and look a little bit more professional and you know we are doctors overall some people may like to look like a physician because it has that doctor before their name right yeah and I mean I I feel like that's a good point in terms of if you go into another field like say you go into the military right 
a soldier is probably going to wear whatever attire gives him the most efficient tactical advantage in the setting in which he's in. So regardless of whether he's part of the military or not, if he's in you know, the Middle East and he's in a, a highly desert area, he's probably going to wear a tan color that allows him to move well, that allows him to carry what he needs to carry. And it's specific to the situation. Someone in the same squadron or in the same group within the military who's working in an office and he's delivering, you know, presentations on mission tactics or whatever it is, in that circumstance, he may select a business casual type of um, whatever that means type of attire. So I agree that like if you're working with athletes, you're working in a sports setting, I may have to take someone upstairs and show them how to lift a 135 pound barbell off the ground so that they can then do it with the cues or the technique that I want them to do. And I probably want to be dressed in a way that is conducive to me being able to give that demonstration versus um, a clinic where maybe I'm not doing anything like that, even remotely, but I am sitting in on two or three roundtable physician meetings, or I'm on a floor where I might have to change immediately, so I should be wearing scrubs. And I think that, like you said, you dress to the specific demands of the task or the demands of the job. Um, so yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I feel like the the nice thing about athleisure these days is that the Lululemon, and I've just gotten into Lululemon stuff, so I've been like buying a bunch of a bunch of clothes from them. But the athleisure that they make is like so movable, so breathable, and still looks pretty close to yep. generally like professional attire. Uh, but I think from like another standpoint. This may just be the own my own kind of bias in terms of not wanting to fit necessarily a mold that I feel is relatively arbitrary in where it came from. Like when you when you think about professionalism in terms of the attire, but it's like the difference between professional behavior and professional appearance. Mm. I feel like is a distinction that people seldom make, but is very important. So when we think of professional behavior excellence, altruism, um, you know, leadership, um, a certain social responsibility or community, you know, oriented responsibility. Those things that are part of professional behavior don't require you to wear dress shoes to be able to exemplify those behavior traits. Um, and I've always been more on the side of like, look, as long as I'm behaving professionally, I just want to be comfortable and move well. Did your school spend time talking about professional behavior versus professional appearance? Or like, what do you think is important to you in that distinction? Are they related? Oh, yeah. All day. I feel like all the time they were talking to us about like professionalism. I mean, that was the question for us when we were applying to PT school on PTCast. It was like, what is professionalism? So that was definitely from the start something that was, you know, really important in the industry especially because I think in our field, we do so many things that we just, we get so desensitized to like touching people, working in different areas. And uh, it can be fast to, you know, kind of get a little bit more comfortable, but they always would give us lectures because most people actually fail their clinicals from our side of things. What they told us because of professional behavior and you can't teach someone most of the time. You can teach someone skills for sure, but you can't teach someone to be, 
like a good person or how to make critical decision-making decisions that are just based on like morals and beliefs. So uh, I don't really care how you dress the part, but if you're not being like a good person or an appropriate clinician, like I don't want you in the field. Yeah, like the extent to which you dress unprofessionally would have to be so high for me as a clinical instructor right. to not pass you as compared to professional behavior where it's like, okay, there are very clear things that we need to uphold. If you uphold all those things, I don't know what you would have to to wear for me to think like this is crossing a line. You know, I mean, sweatpants may be out of the question, but man, I don't know if I'm going to care if it's anything at the level of athleisure type of stuff or more professional. I just don't think I care. So here's one for you, Max. Okay. <laughs> collar or no collar? Doesn't matter. Should PTs have a collared shirt in the clinic? So I don't think that anyone should do anything that I tell them in terms of what to wear. <laughs> Refashion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I personally, when I wear a non-collared shirt, so I'll wear a long sleeve or a t-shirt that's branded like Precision, um, that's Under Armour, that's clean, that doesn't have stains, that's not r super wrinkled, like still a nice t-shirt if there ever was one. Um, I will typically wear that tucked in to like Lululemon pants that are fairly comfortable, but also look, you know, relatively professional. Um, if I were to wear collared, I think I would feel slightly more liberal with the bottoms. And I would feel like I could get away with a clean pair of like black joggers or, you know, getting borderline there. So I feel like if I'm going to go collared shirt, I'm more liberal with the bottoms. If I'm going to go dress E type pants that are still stretchy like athleisure, I feel like I'm fine with the t-shirt or with a long sleeve shirt. What are your thoughts, pro? I don't, I don't really like polos personally. I think they just look weird on me. Uh, what Ooh. are you, you're making a face. Oh, I thought you were talking about for Max and I. We're oh, no. Yeah, like, oh, no, 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 no. Polos buttoned to the top. No, no, no. For for yeah. me, for me. You guys look great. The polo's working for you, for Thank sure. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just don't like polos. So kind of like you, if I'm going to wear a more casual shirt that looks clean, I'm going to dress it up with the pants, tuck it in, um, do my hair, maybe throw on a Lululemon headband. I always have one because I have crazy hair, but... Um, I think it's so interesting. Everyone has a different thought process of how they dress for their job. Which is why I'll never tell someone what to wear because you can believe whatever you want to believe. Like it doesn't matter outside of some very basic like modesty type of things. Um, now I have two propositions for you guys. Two. One is mostly for Troy because I'm not familiar with women's shoes to the extent that I would need to be to ask this question specifically to you. But... I, I have some experience with faculty at Jefferson who will remain unnamed, who far by far and large prefer dress shoes, like professional dress shoes. What do you think about the sneaker? Because also sneakers, I feel like, just have a tendency to look worn down more than dress shoes at the point where like the same pair of sneakers at the beginning could look real nice and clean, and then a year later they just seem borderline inappropriate to wear what are your thoughts on professional dress shoes versus sneakers i think it ultimately comes down to being able to do the job that you need to do and 
I know for myself, if I wear dress shoes for eight plus hours a day, every day, yeah. my feet are going to hurt. And especially because I'm on my feet all day, I am going through different exercises that I have to show my patients and dress shoes are not optimal for that. So for me, sneakers are almost a must for my job. Yeah. Like I'm even, I'm wearing Metcons right now. I'm, they're, you know, training shoes. So they're the best shoes for the job. So that's what I wear. Yeah, that's fair. I can't imagine demonstrating in the sports setting like a triple hop or a crossover hop or something like that with uh, dress shoes. I've never tried, but I just don't think that it's going to go well. Do you guys own a pair of clinic shoes? And it could be a pair of sneakers, but it's like, this is my clinic shoes. I do. So my clinic shoes, I didn't buy them as clinic shoes. I've just been wearing them for a period of time and they're like clean enough that they have become my clinic shoes. So I wear Nike Metcon threes or fours. They're, I think they're the three fly knits. Those are like my clinic shoes now. But then I have Reebok Nano sixes that are my gym shoes and then a pair of Chuck Taylors that are my gym shoes. But I don't wear the Metcons anymore for anything other than the clinic. For me, it's kind of um, a trial and error to find out what shoes feel the best throughout the long days. And, you know, same as what you were talking about earlier, Max, um, sometimes as you wear shoes, they get kind of worn down and then they start looking maybe a little less professional when they're stained and torn up all over. And, you know, at that point, it's time to get a new pair of clinic shoes. Yeah, I feel like we're the only field that's like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of my PT friends are like, we have legit clinic shoes and then I have my running shoes and then I have my going out white sneaker shoes. Like, so funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I bring an extra pair of shoes to change into when I go lift after work because we obviously can train in the same place that we work. So I suppose my clinic shoes do get a little bit more more diversity of application than just the clinic. Um, but then my second question, and this is somewhat personal to me. I don't know that you guys would fit this situation, but you can tell me your honest opinion. Um, I have a half sleeve on my left arm, a tattoo that goes down like just to my elbow, but it's essentially wraps around my whole arm uh, from the elbow up to the shoulder. And I also have some on my ribs, but obviously those are never exposed. So whenever I got the tattoo, I got it because I wanted it. But in terms of my thoughts towards work, I felt like it was going to be a weed out process for people who do care about that. So when they don't call me back from the interview because I have a tattoo, I save myself the trouble of working there and running into the issues that I would run into down the road with someone who cared to that extent that they wouldn't even hire me. Um, thankfully, I'm not in, in a place that, that puts too much stock on how your arm, your left arm looks. Um, but what are your guys' thoughts on tattoos in PT or just in healthcare in terms of like looking professional? I think tattoos are fine. As long as it's not an offensive tattoo and it's yeah. not singling anybody or any group out, I think it's fine. If I can totally agree with, for uh, from a manager or boss's perspective, if somebody is offended or upset about a certain tattoo and they ask you to, hey, can you wear long sleeves when you work with this patient? I totally agree with that. You know, patients come first, but I think tattoos are absolutely fine to have out in the open. 
Agreed. I have no problem with them. My boyfriend, he's actually a PT. He is a half sleeve too, but he's always just been on the conservative side and like always wore a long sleeve, like under scrubs, under his polo. So I don't even know. Yeah, he's a, he's just always gone on the con- conservative side, but it's never bothered me at all. See, that's very professional of him. I show up the first day and ask them if they would want me to wear long sleeve from now on. I, I, it's more of like a ask for forgiveness than permission thing for me, but um, interesting. It's very professional of him. Um, all right. What else? What other thoughts do you guys have, if any, in terms of dress for PT? Or have you said everything you could possibly say? We obviously didn't even touch really on fashion. We were just more talking about professionalism. But um, I can't talk about fashion, to be quite <laughs> honest with you guys. Nisha, do you have any recommendations? How about that? Let's give someone um, some actionable steps. If you're going to PT school or you're in PT school going into a clinical, what would you recommend people look into? It can be brands, types mm-hmm. of clothes. Like, what do you guys, for, for men, I'll just give my own recommendations. Go on Poshmark or Mercari, which is used clothes. Buy yourself some Lululemon pants, like the ABC pants or the commission pants. Figure out what size works for you. Buy them used or barely owned on there for like 30 to $50 instead of uh, 150 or whatever they run brand new. And do yourself a favor, get that. And like Troy said, some Metcons or whatever comfortable training shoes you want. And the upper body, I feel like clinics typically have their own kind of thing that they want you to wear, color or whatever. But get yourself some Lululemon pants. What 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 recommendation do you have, either from your experience dating a male PT <laughs> or for female PTs? Yeah, well, I feel like it depends. If you're a student and you're going to do a round of rotations and you have like a bunch of stuff coming up, don't invest all your money into one closet. Like if you're like, I'm gonna be a sports specialist, yes, that may come down the road, but your school's probably gonna make you do an inpatient rehab or a hospital work. So I wouldn't put all your money into clothing just yet. Make sure you like dedicate to a well-rounded closet just because you're probably gonna be in the generic outpatient clinic where the standard could probably be like pants polos, all that good stuff. And then once you graduate and you figure out where you're going to end up, if it's in this like sports realm, it doesn't have to be Lululemon. I mean, their, their quality is great. And it kind of depends on uh, if you want to invest a lot up front and then you have good quality to last longer or if budget wise, you can't really do that. There's always like Nordstrom rack. I would just pick out a couple pieces, use neutral tones. That way you can just keep a rotation um, and like have three pairs of go-to pants three pairs of go-to shirts and you can just flop them to get you through the week. Do I sound official there? That went above and beyond my expectations <laughs> for recommendations for this sure. episode. Troy, do you have anything to add? My recommendations, wear something stretchy so that in any <laughs> position you're in, everything stays tucked in, everything stays neat. Dr. Troy Cuck giving the most predictable recommendation I think <laughs> I could have anticipated, but hopefully... Functionality. Yeah, yeah. People walked away, I think, with some very actionable and very valuable advice following Anisha's monologue. Um, we may just upload that that one tiny 15-second segment by itself so that they can not have to listen to us talk about the rest of it. But um, apart from that, I think that everyone will uh, enjoy our new series, which is the return from rehab. So if you guys haven't checked out the introduction to that, go back and listen to that. Um, We will be 
putting those out every two to three weeks, the next episode of those series, which will give someone some um, good insight on how to modify or proceed back to training after rehab. Um, specific to certain movement patterns and certain things that you want to get back to. So go check that out. Um, otherwise, hopefully you guys enjoyed the chat and got something from it um, of value. And we will see you guys in the next episode and hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Did you know we now offer personalized remote programming, one-on-one -on -one video telehealth sessions, and mentorships for both students and professionals. If you're interested in any one of these, please email John at J-O-N at precisionperformancept.com and he can help you get started today.